When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Bonus podcast. Welcome to Premier League Daily, a very special podcast where we look at the forthcoming Premier League season in fantasy football form. The Real Show will be back on Friday talking about the latest news from the Premier League, but now it is all about fantasy football and I'm joined by our two self-declared fantasy football experts. I've got Ant McGinley over there. Hello. Got Marley Anderson over there. Hello. And a fantasy football newbie who is going to give us (laughs) a fresh approach on the league. Niall McCorn is over there I'm not and I would well yeah I guess I am well, it's been it? nine years Jim exactly it's been nine long years dusted off the old fantasy boots from <laughs> out of the out of the wardrobe ready to get going again this season exciting though lots of players in our league so as long as I don't come bottom I'll be very happy I was interested when you were talking about the defenders to pick and you couldn't work out why I'd only picked fullbacks in a back four <laughs> I just couldn't <laughs> think like, of, I couldn't, why have you got no centre backs I couldn't figure out why Matt Ritchie was playing in the middle of a back three <laughs> we'll talk <laughs> about that particular selection in a minute don't forget you can subscribe to this podcast every day during the season there will be a brand new Premier League update every single day it's the quickest way to keep up to date with the news from your favourite team and you can join our Fantasy Football League as well it's the official Premier League Fantasy football you can join it with the league code AJR338 enter the winner of the league is going to get an £100 voucher to spend at classic football shirts you can go and check them out online so let's talk about the Premier League season each of us are going to go through our picks we're going to have one player for each position that we think will be a little diamond in the forthcoming Premier League game but before we get onto that how do you set up your Premier League team's at this stage in the season. So are you looking at your team and going, this is a great team for the duration of the season? Or are you going, this team will perform well over the first three, four, five games, depending on their fixtures? So I have a little thing in my head. I'm not even sure if this works, but I think that as a player becomes more popular, the the value increases. So if I get them cheap at the beginning of the season... And then when I sell transfer them out, do I get them at the new value? You get a portion of that value. You yeah. don't get the full increase. I think you get 50%. Okay, that, that's why I wasn't entirely sure. But I, I like to do that because even if I end up like 17th in the league of 18 that I'm in, I still feel very pleased that I've come out like 
above budget, you yeah. know, like a bit left in the bank. So are you set and forget? I'm, you just I'm, have your team at the beginning and then you leave it for the season. Aguero well, I, is captain, job done. I'm yeah, I, 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 I trained it. You know, last season I didn't even use my uh, my triple captain bonus. I was saving it, saving it, and then completely forgot. <laughs> I'm such a saver. <laughs> well, it's, for me, for someone who's coming into this reasonably fresh, is I just want to pick someone who you definitely know is going to play mm. on that first weekend or two of the season. And you're also looking across some of the fixtures. So the first game of the Premier League season is on the 8th of August. It's a Friday night, Liverpool at Enfield to take on Norwich City. You're obviously going to invest money in your big guns. I think the forward players, City and uh, Liverpool, uh, Spurs are the three teams you're probably going to invest most in in terms of forward players. Well, most most people will anyway, I think. So I'm looking at that Liverpool-Norwich game and thinking, right, where can I cash in early doors, get a good few points on the board mm. in the first weekend of the season and maybe look to change it. You don't want to be picking someone who is probably going to be left on the bench or injured or something like that. So you do need to do a little bit of research, I think. Certainly look a at those games. pick. Yeah, it for depends sure. on the fixtures. Marley, what type of manager are you when it comes to fantasy football? Uh, well, in the early stages, the, the trickiest thing is to find, like, for example, you're picking new players that you that come into the league sort of thing and you're thinking, oh, he'll do well. I've yeah. seen him play in Germany, banged 20 goals in last season or whatever. And you think, and you put him in and then sometimes he just doesn't play. It's easy to get and it's drawn sad. on that first week. You've got, to, well. you've got to kind of play it safe, unless mm. you get three or four weeks in, and then you start to see right. He's played every game yeah. so far, so he's probably not going to drop him. And for example, like somebody coming into the the league, like Nicolas Pepe or someone, if he signs for Arsenal, it's like will he start the first game? Because seventy million, you'd assume he would. So a lot of people might mm. put him in. But then if uh, Unai Emery says, "Oh, actually, I'm going to start Mkhitaryan and bring him off the bench," there's nothing worse than spending like eight million on a player. Yeah in the fantasy game to and then have him come off the bench for 20 minutes at the end because he's going to score you one point and take up that slot in your team and get you one point and your bench guy gets two points and you've missed out on a point there. It's really annoying. If I was going to liken myself to a manager in fantasy football, I'd be Arsene Wenger all day. Rarely win anything. Been playing the game for a long time, but always finish about second. So never get any pot for anything, but always do all right in the league. I'd say I'm more a Kevin Keegan. Really enthusiastic. <laughs> and I really like everybody, but that confuses the issue. I don't look at actually how well they're performing. I just go, oh, he's going to be great. And then he gets seven points in you the season. You can't be Kevin Keegan. You can only pick three strikers in this game. <laughs> so it doesn't work. Right, let's crack on. What we'll do, we've got four positions to fill. Goalkeeper, defender, midfield, striker. We're all going to take a pick from each of those positions. We'll take it in turns to go first. So let's kick off with the goalkeeper. Just for clarity, the way the points work in this game, the main points, because you can get little bonus points for everything pretty much. One point for every three saves made, five for a penalty save, four points for a clean sheet. Who have you gone for, Ant? Um, so I have gone for Lucas Fabianski. Uh, only five million, bit of a bargain, but also just based purely on that stat, I was going through this, and that one point for every three saves. So last season, West Ham had more shots on target against them than Huddersfield did, hmm. right? And they had a better, only Liverpool and Spurs had a better percentage of saves. So just from playing the game and having the shots and saving them, you would have got about 60 points from Fabianski is not bad. So I would I would base it on that. Also, West Ham, I've invested quite a lot this summer, which being West Ham probably counts for nothing. Uh, but you would hope that they're, they're possibly going to sort of be pushing towards no the defenders. The disrespect from Ant McGinley right there. It's going to be nothing. Well, you Spend know 100 million. It's going to do absolutely nothing for you. I'll chip in here because I've gone Lucas Fabianski for my goalkeeper pick as well because I think he has fantasy football pedigree. He was at West Ham last season, as you said, 157 points in the league, made a load of saves. 
Season before, he was at Swansea, who were terrible, still got 116 points. Season before that, he was at Swansea, 123 points, and for the amount he's going to cost you, I think it's, what would you say, 5 million? 5 million, yeah. 5 million, he's a really good, sound option. And you can go for a brilliant keeper. You can go for an Allison or an Edison and pick up those clean sheets, those six points every game. But it will just be those six points every game because you won't get the save bonuses. The di- well, the difficulty with that is it's only an extra million for Alisson and Edison. They're at six million. Yeah. And Edison did get an assist last season. Although, actually, uh, strangely enough, I would have thought you'd get a lot more if a goalkeeper scored, but you only get the same amount of points as a defender. As a defender, yeah. Four points, is it? Well, uh, why not off the back of that? I may as well come in and, and admit my goalkeeper pick is Edison. And actually, in fairness to that, the rest of my picks, my defender, midfielder and striker are all pretty much trying to save a bit of cash to really invest it in those in those to forward players. In your goalkeeper. <laughs> so, well, in goalkeeper's a really important position, in, in my opinion. It's a really important position. So you need to pick wisely. And I think for an extra million, as Ant says, you do get the benefit of having Edison. As you say, the, the downside is that there's less shots to save, you'd yeah. think, being a, a Manchester City goalkeeper. But 169 points last season, one assist, 20 clean sheets. Obviously a high TSB so 18% of people have Edison in their team but for me I think it's worth spending that extra million on getting Edison in making sure you are guaranteed those six points as you say because you are pretty much going to be guaranteed a clean sheet most of the time and he doesn't miss many games he doesn't get injured do much ma- do you ever make a goalkeeper your captain I don't think so I don't yeah. think so a double game week when Man City have got two crap teams so then that's when you've got your good keeper and you're yeah. guaranteed 12 points then Maybe. 24 points as it comes out the other end the yeah. other thing but it's is- always hard because as well like you if it, if it, a good team's got a crap team, you're always automatically going to go uh, edge towards a striker because if he scores yeah. one goal, he's got more points than your goal he has. Uh, and not a bad shout on Edison as well. He's pretty good when it comes to penalties. Not quite as good, I think, in terms of the keepers we've got in the league at the minute. Larice has the the most penalty saves of keepers mm. that are still in the league right now. But Edison's quite handy when it comes to those. I just think for the sake of a million, it's worth it's worth spending that extra million and um, some of my picks I've been able to save 500k here or there uh, a bit further down the line so that would be my pick for Edison in goal Marley who are you uh, going for? I've gone so I sort of changed my approach this year um, in previous years I've gone for this type of pound for pound uh, strongest keepers guys that make the most saves the guys I usually always go for a, a newly promoted goalkeeper because they have loads of shots to save yeah. um, but this year I've gone um, for Edison so 6 million is obviously the most you can pay for a goalie um, I did have Kepper in at the start uh, for 5.5 but he didn't want to play <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, he turned up on my door and said I'm not playing for you you dick <laughs> um, and then so I, I chose him at first and then I thought for an extra half a million um, Man City are going to keep more clean sheets than Chelsea um, so who is it it was either between Edison or Allison, and Edison's more likely for me to get an assist because he can Hoof it, smash six hundred yards. That's the interesting yeah. point, I suppose. Eighty yard long might ball. get a couple yeah. of assists with Edison yeah. as well because he got, I think, got two assists last season. Just the one, it? just the one, just the one assist yeah. was it? Yeah. I think as well. Like the difference is like when when teams are uh, when goalies are getting points for for shots saved, it's not that often that you get a decent bonus because like yeah, you could save like five shots in a game, but if you concede one goal. You've lost. You've that. scored less points than a goalkeeper who's kept a clean sheet. Mm. So you might as well go for a, Damn you a more premium goalkeeper. <laughs> Although on the Fabianski thing, is... on the Fabianski thing, he made 148 saves last season compared to Allison, who was the top scoring goalkeeper last how many, season. How many who clean made sheets 76 did, did Fabianski get? About eight, I think. And, it was. and how many points in the end was Fabianski? 
was less than Edison was 169. So I think you get an extra 20 points a season. 157. Yeah. So you get in an extra two points. 12 points. <laughs> two 12, points. 12 that. points. And, and then 12 if you're points, saving that over, so that's two, over the that's million. two extra clean sheets. <laughs> so you, that's 500,000 at a point, basically. Let which, me throw in another name into the mix, potentially, because we've got two choices here. We've got the budget option, which is Fabianski, and we've got the premium option, which is Edison. But if you really want to save money, how about Tim Crow at Norwich? Do you know what? I, I also had Tim Krull in at the start. So my two keepers were, keep, were Kepper <laughs> and Krull because I'm a Newcastle fan. I know Krull's a top goalkeeper. Yeah. And then they brought in Ralph Farman from Schalke. He's a very experienced goalkeeper and I don't know who's going to play. Okay. I simply don't yeah. have a clue. Farman is, I think he's 32. He's made loads of appearances for Schalke. Been their number one goalie for years. Mm. And Daniel Fark, the Norwich manager, German fella, gets the German goalie in. You just think, yeah. oh, hang on, is he going to push him? And I, I just don't know. Daniel Fark looks a bit like Tim Krul as well, in a weird way. <laughs> yeah. um, but to be perfectly honest, I think that's a good point he makes because if you don't know who's starting on that first game of the season, then you, you're kind of putting yourself in jeopardy there. And it's a good job that you don't lose points for uh, for the goalkeeper kicking the ball out of play for a throw-in because Tim Krul would lose you 100 points a season <laughs> for doing that. And the, the other issue with Norwich as well is, I mean, Chris Booth got in contact on our Twitter account at The Sport Social and suggested a couple of Norwich players, Patrick Roberts and Pookie, is it? Timo Pookie, the striker. Timo Pookie yes. as potential fantasy football diamonds. And if you are going to go for a Norwich player, if you're going to go for that budget option, then you probably want to go with their attacking players because they're going to yeah. concede a lot of goals. As, good as, good as the goalkeeper is for Norwich, you know, you could stick, you know, Jano Black or David Hayer in their goal, they're still going to concede a lot of goals because mm. the defence isn't as good. Mm. Simple as that. And they just so, play in an open world. Well, if they play the same way they did in the Championship, they're just an yeah. open team. And yeah. also, like what Marley was saying with the new signings that have come in, you know, like he said, Nicolas Pepe or, or Ndombele for Spurs, for example, it's the same with players that have never played in the Premier League before that are coming up from the, the Championship teams. You know, Billy Sharp, absolute bagsman in the Championship, but can he score in the Premier League? We don't know. Timo Pukki, the same. I think, what, high 20s in his goal count last season in the Championship mm. or in all comps? Is he going to score goals in the Premier League? You just don't know. So, I mean, that is a risk you do take, especially when Norwich have got Liverpool on the first day of the season. Going back to the goalkeepers, the the biggest problem with that position for me is that you've got to pick two. You've got to pick two. And the problem is that there's not a lot of difference between... I think the whole range of goalkeeping prices between four and six million. Yes. And there's only yeah. about three or four goalkeepers uh, that come in at the four million. And so yeah. do, do you just pick somebody that you think they're not going to play so they're not going to cost me anything? Yeah, so I had, the, I was, again, this was a, a, the debate I had with my goalies because when I had Kepa, for example, and Krull, I thought, oh, well, if Kepa, if I don't fancy Kepa one week, I can go for Krull, yeah. assuming he was first-choice goalie and I had a genuine choice between them. But then I thought, for an extra half a million, you put in Edison, and then I had Krull at four and a half, and I had, there was five, there's five goalies on uh, Fantasy Premier League that are four million, and obviously the four million because they don't play. But then I thought to myself, Am I ever going to pick a, my second goalie over Edison mm. in the entire season? Am I ever going to back a team to keep a clean sheet more than Manchester City? And I never am. No. Ever. So I picked a budget goalie. Uh, I picked David Button from Brighton. He's never going to play. I don't care. Edison's going to play every week for me. Win, lose or draw. Doesn't really matter. He's so going to get me I went for points. a slightly different option. I picked two keepers that I see rotating in my team depending who they're playing. I yep. picked uh, Rui Patricio yep. from Wolves. I had him exactly the same as... Um, Fabianski yep. and can rotate the two depending on who they're playing but let's leave the keepers to one side let's move so. on to the defenders the points for defenders this season four points for a clean sheet three points for an assist six points for a goal so Marley you can go first on this one who have you got in defence? 
What uh, do you want them all, or do you want my best? Just one. Pick? Just one. Just your top tip. My my top tip. So I've gone for a premium defender this year, as in I've spent big on one guy, and then I've tried to sort of scrimp and save a Van little Dijk. bit with the rest. No, Robertson. Okay. Because I thought there's Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold that both seven million. Van Dyke six and a half. They're all they all play at the back, but the difference is Robertson and uh, Trent both get assists. A lot of them. Like both got, I think, fifteen assists or something last season. It's a crazy amount. And then I thought of the two of them, who plays more? And Klopp has a genuine tendency to not pick Trent in the big games. As in when he had Joe Gomez fit and in the Champions League when they had to go through against like Napoli and things mm. like that, he played a defensive guy, Joe Gomez at right back. Andy Robertson, he's never touched a left back. He's never he, there's no one else who can come near him. Milner maybe is the probably the backup. Um so I went for him. It's so, a really sound way to pick a defender, I think, looking at the assist stats yeah. and the amount of assists they get, which means you do end up with a team full of fullbacks. But you mention Robertson then. And if you look at, so the top four scoring defenders last season in terms of points were Robertson, Alexander-Arnold, Alonso and Pereira. The only player who comes close to them costs considerably less and is my tip at the back. Pereira could be a good shout, by the way, hmm. being at Leicester City and Brendan Rodgers sorting out. Matt Ritchie. Who's from your team, Marley? Who yes. people won't associate with being a defender, particularly me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a little uh, little tip: uh, Matt Ritchie pulled his hamstring in a friendly last night. Did against, he? Uh, Hibernian. Yeah. Oh, he's, uh, he's going for a scan. He had to come off. Well, we'll have <laughs> to wait and see how he, he does. He is a budget defender, and he will play wing back for us, I think, this season. And he had a superb season last season: thirty-six games, mm. two goals, eight assists. As you say, from wing back, I think he might get pushed into. Takes penalties as well. Yeah, he's versatile. And at Bournemouth, when they got promoted, he was playing for them when they were getting promoted through the leagues, League One to the Championship, and he played in the Championship for Bournemouth as well. And he he was a very good player then, creating chances, creating assists, scoring goals. So I mean, the fact he's adapted to fullback so adequately is testament to him. People do have concerns about Newcastle next season, how they're going to perform with Rafa Benitez going, but I think defensively probably isn't one of those concerns. They've got good centre backs. Steve Bruce is a manager who's going to want a solid base to build that team on. So even though he's chipping in with the assists, he's not going to concede a massive amount of goals either. And at 4.5 million, I think he's an absolute steal in your defence. Yeah, I mean, 4.5 million is is the cheapest you can get a sort of regular centre-back. So he's they're, they're the types of level you've got to look at. And just to clarify on this, you don't have to have like centre-back, centre-back, full-back, full-back, do you? No. You can have all left-backs if you want. If you want to, yeah. Yeah. Which is why my you dad really beat me be in the like World Kevin Cup Niall, <laughs> <laughs> who have you gone for in defence? Uh, so I have looked into this a little bit and I thought, well, where can I save a bit of money? Because as, as Marley says, if you're going to get some someone like Robertson in your back line or Trent Alexander-Arnold or someone who's going to bag you loads of assists, then you probably need to save money elsewhere. So at centre-half, I've gone for Craig Cathcart from Watford, okay, um, which is quite a, an unusual pick, some might say. But 93 points last season, three goals, six clean sheets which doesn't sound like a lot but he's 4.5 million pound flat so his, his value didn't waver at all last yeah, season and he, they, they hardly changed the squad as well so you're going to get like two points every game for him playing there basically and also if you look at the other Watford defenders I think Holabas with seven assists last Holabas season was att- was attracting a lot of attention he's 500k more expensive and actually he's got the same amount of points as Holabas did last season both had 93 points despite the fact Holabas had seven assists and Cathcart didn't have any, but he did score three goals, kept six clean sheets, 500k cheaper. So immediately 
you've got the same amount of points as, as, as you do if you've got Holobas in your team. You've saved 500k, which you can reinvest elsewhere, maybe in an attacking fullback or one of the more exciting forward players in the Premier League, you know, like the Liverpool and Manchester City forward players. Does he so that would be one of my your pick. key defenders in your fantasy football team? Because you get your five defenders at the back in general one of them is going to be a complete throwaway pick where you yeah. pick the cheapest player that might play a couple of games. So is he your player there or is he going to form part of your back four? I, I don't know at the moment. I'm still still waiting and seeing on that one. My throwaway defender, um, I don't want to give my whole team away, obviously, but um, just as long <laughs> as I don't finish bottom, I don't really care. My throwaway defender, just because I have a soft spot for him because he used to play for the team I support, uh, Ender Stevens, who plays as a, a wing-back for Sheffield United. Don't think they'll uh, do particularly well in the Premier League this season, so he's kind of my throwaway defender. He's about five million. Um, but I've also got David Luiz and Nathan Ake on my mind in terms of who am I going to play at centre-half. Think You've this could... got Ake on <laughs> your <Yeah>. mind. <laughs> I've got... I've got um, high hopes with David Luiz this year. He can he can score you goals. Um, not so many in the last few seasons, but he, you know he can take a free kick. He's always a, a pest in the box. Can score your headers from time to time. Whether that will happen, yeah. I'm not so sure. Um, around quite a few, I think 161 points last season for David Luiz. So uh, you know I, I have been toying with either him or Ake along with Cathcart to, to start in my fantasy team, but. As you say, you want to try and sort of balance it out between mm. someone who's going to be solid at the back for you and give you consistent points and someone who's going to go all oh, guns are blazing like a Robertson uh, and bag you some assists and goals. Wrap up our defence and who's your pick? Um, well, my pick really sums up what you just said there about having a soft spot for someone. And that's the problem that I find with playing fantasy football because <laughs> I think really you've got to be clinical, you've got to be cold. And if your worst enemy's team have a great striker or a defender, you've got to pick them. Um but on this one, he's unproven, but I've got a really soft spot for him. Uh, Yuri Mina at Everton, which sounds a little bit left field, but 5.5 million coming at the same as uh, Harry Maguire. Uh, three goals at the World Cup last year for Colombia. He uh, came from Barcelona. He only got a couple of games in there. A uh, bit of a problem with injury last season, so he got 13 games, one goal. He's six foot five and 24. Uh, so I'm going for that based purely on the fact that he's such a threat uh, coming up front, plus also... Uh, as well, uh, with Everton having their first full, well, Marco, I think it's Marco Silva's first time he's had a full pre-season at any club in the Premier League. Uh, I'm predicting pretty good things for Everton this season as well. So I'd say Yerry Mina, 5.5 million. I think picking goal scorers at the back is a risky game because I read a stat once that so if you're goal if you're picking a goal a defender based on their goal scoring record, you're relying on them scoring in general from corners, right? Yeah, that's kind of what you're looking at. Yeah. I read that only seven percent of corners result in goals in the Premier League which didn't seem like very many to me so if you're relying on a defender then to get in amongst the goals if he picks up three for a season fine that's what that's 18 points but surely you need to look at a bit more than that make me captain then (laughs) (laughs) well you've doubled it there's some fancy football management right we're going to take a short break we're going to come back and look at the most important parts of any fantasy football team your midfield and your striking options you can get involved in our league if you think the boys are talking absolutely rubbish and you can do better than them (laughs) you'd be right and you can join our fantasy football league and prove it AJR338 on the official Premier League fantasy league system thing (laughs) AJR338 and we'll talk more about Fantasy Premier League and our picks for this season coming in a second Premier League Daily from Sports Social subscribe to the podcast now and never miss an episode Premier League Daily from Sports Social Welcome back to a bonus podcast for Premier League Daily we're looking at the fantasy football season with Marley and Niall 
Um, myself, Jim, we're taking our picks. We each got a pick for each position, hopefully uncovering some diamonds that you can stick into your team this season. So let's start with midfielders. That's where we're up to. Who wants to go first on this one? Who's not gone first yet? Niall, you haven't. Is it me? Okay, cool. I just wanted to go back on what you said uh, just before the little break there about the most important positions in your fantasy team. Actually, the manager is the most important <laughs> position. Yeah. It's the most important Because if you forget to because, update yeah. the team on a Friday night, it's yeah, all gone to Exactly. Pot. Absolutely that. Um, my midfielder uh, is João Moutinho from Wolves. Portuguese nice. international, 119 points last season. I don't know about his fitness. I don't know whether he'll start in the first game. Wolves have made some really um, good signings this summer transfer window. Uh, so I'm not 100% sure, which completely contradicts what I was saying at the start of the podcast about making sure you know uh, who's going to be starting the games for the teams and the players you've picked. Mm. Um, but certainly I think he could be one to watch throughout the season. 119 points doesn't sound like a lot. Um, for a midfield player really uh, when you consider what sort of things you can get for a little bit more money but as I said I'm trying to sort of try and save the money here and there to reinvest it in those forward players Uh, 5.5 million he's available for he was available for as low as 5.1 million at one stage last season so you do get value out of him Um, so for him uh, 13 um, bonus points last season for João Moutinho which is pretty good seven goals eight assists nine clean sheets so I seem to remember so he started like a rocket last season and kind of faded away towards the end, if memory serves me correctly. Well, he's got a pretty consistent record, as I said. You know, 13 bonus points is decent. Seven goals and eight assists is is pretty good. Nine clean sheets, which is uh, obviously uh, all right. Low TSB as well. So only about 6 7% of people have João Moutinho in their team. He bagged 119 points last season, as I said. So for 5 million or just over 5.5, I think, is his starting price. I think that might be a, an astute pick in the uh, in the midfield ranks. Obviously, it's going to depend wildly on how Wolves do next season. And people seem massively divided on whether they'll be able to build on what they did last season or whether that was going to be, they're going to just fall away this year. They've strengthened in a few positions, but not done a massive amount of business. How do you think they're going to get on in the league? I think it's fascinating. I really do. And I'm almost more excited for how this sort of Europa League shootout is mm. going to take place through the season. They've already been playing for like three oh, weeks, haven't it's, they? It's incredible, really, when you think about the investment Leicester have made and they've brought in Tielemans, I'd say Perez. Um, they've made some really strong signings. I'm not saying Aston Villa are going to go straight into the European race, but I mean, if you look at the money they've spent this uh, this summer, they're obviously desperate to stay up and whether that means they can really hit the ground running and even make a charge for the top 10, we'll have to wait and see. But, you know, Leicester, Everton... Everton signing Moise Keane would be a huge thing for them, I think, personally. Yeah. So possibly um, him coming in. I mean, they've got experience in Delft. So that top half of the table, that Europa League's playoff sort of area, I think Wolves, Leicester, Everton, um, even Manchester United. So, you know, interesting. So I-, I hope Wolves do well. And you can go next on this one. Who have you got in your midfield? Uh, Lucas Moura. And uh, again, I'm looking for goal scorers, I think, especially from midfield. That's an important thing to look at. Uh, a couple of games last season where he was instrumental to uh, Tottenham's success, uh, particularly in remembering the, the hat-trick against United and obviously it didn't count in the league, but again, <laughs> against Dijek as well. And um, I think what he showed last season, the first season he was he came to Spurs, season before last year, some injury problems, he was there. Last season he came in, he was like a new signing. Uh, he... he his return wasn't that great, but then bear in mind, most of the games he played last season was like substitute appearances and he's sort of a bit down the pecking order. He got 10 goals in the 38 games he did play and brought you home 131 points. I think that's going to go up this season and I think that can only be a good thing. 
I think that highlights one of the questions we were saying earlier about players that you're convinced will start. And I don't think Lucas Moura is one of those players that will necessarily start. Didn't he get yeah, most think... of his starts due to injury last year for other players? Yeah, but there's still still upheaval at Spurs, and I think we're going to see if Ericsson from, goes. He's yeah, in the team exactly. Week, that's anyway, exactly what I'm thinking. If Ericsson does go, and we still got a, a week or so of the transfer window, and of course for us it's free to transfer him in and out before that, so <laughs> I can change my mind up until the first weekend. I think you called something a few weeks ago on the Premier League Daily Full Podcast, Nile, where you said maybe Lucas Moura is a striking option for Spurs because they have just got Janssen and Keane up front, and actually Keane. To Kane. Kane. Yeah, Janssen's <laughs> gone as well. Yeah. Has Janssen gone now as well? Yeah, he's gone, he's gone to Mexico. Well, now. Uh, just got Kane up front. Yeah, so. and the, yeah, is Lorente Lorente left at Lorente's Lorente's left. Yeah. So, so you've got Son and yeah. That's what I was saying. Could be options. On Premier League Daily, what I was saying was Janssen's just been sold to Monterey in Mexico, as Marley says. Um, uh, so also Llorente is, is off. Um, they might sign him back again on a reduced term. Uh, contract or you know reduced terms. Well, at the moment, as it stands, Urente doesn't play for Tottenham Hotspur, so he's not a striking option. Yeah. So they've only got Kane as an out-and-out recognised striker. Last season, Son and Mora both played up front in the absence of Kane and both did very, very well. Massive fan of Son. We've seen how good Lucas Mora can be with that hat trick against Ajax in the Champions League. So, I mean, maybe Pochettino is considering Son and um, Mora as his other two strikers which, in which case Mora could be an interesting shout but at 7.5 million he's still an expensive player to have coming off the bench because he's not going to start that many games unless Kane gets inevitably injured <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens I mean the thing is bear in mind Son who, who I wanted to go for at first is 9.5 million mm. and he's basically nailed on to start except he is suspended for the first two or three games of the season anyway um, so that's something important to consider if you're going to go there. If you want to go cheaper, though, in your in your midfield, uh, Andre Gomez at uh, Everton, five point five million. Yeah, uh, I think is a good shout. That's a good price. Mm. He doesn't he doesn't do much though. Is in terms of point scoring, goals and assists, he's he's more is a is a very good like uh, metronome. He's a passer. He does a lot of stuff, but you don't get points for that. Yeah, a lot of so the time. That's, you can, you that's can the have brilliant. He's games. a classy yeah, player. Isn't he? Brilliant, brilliant yeah. player. That's one of the sometimes the annoying things about fantasy football. Some sometimes a player can literally pull the strings in a game. Anyone want to guess yeah. how many points? And he's, he's got? absolutely brilliant. Last like, season, well, he was only there for six months, wasn't he? So. 60 odd 64 yeah, 64, 64 last season six months 5.5 million only one yeah so point. if you double that what's that 128 if you double yeah. it that's, yeah. de- that's decent however. and Everton didn't have a great season either yeah I suppose yeah nine right. clean sheets one goal two assists uh, seven yellow cards for Gomez only two bonus points but a TSB of 1.3% so barely anyone has got Andre Gomez in their team Marley have you done your pick? Uh, I haven't no, uh, but I've I've got one, and it's a it's a proper wild card. Go on, it's a proper I love one. it. I love these. It's I a love, proper I love wild the card. Complete bonkers choices. Is, yeah, and it is. F- it's from the heart, so it might be absolutely shite, but it's Miguel Almiron, <laughs> right? Newcastle, obviously, Newcastle fan picks Newcastle player. Shocker, he's one of three in my team. <laughs> but it, I always start, uh, can, can I just check? Like, is, it only, is it only three because that's as many as you're allowed? 100 yeah, percent. That's why. It's I, funny. It's funny though because floor, isn't it? A fancy football, you pick yeah. your own team and they slowly get down to one by the end of the yeah. season when you realise they're all 100%. rubbish. 100 percent. And this is so what we were saying before. It was like um, you know you you can't. You, can, you always end up picking players from your own team. Yeah. It's like, yeah, because I know the most about them. Like, So I know that Miguel Almiron is a quality player. Um, and he's had six months He's had six months in the Premier League. He went uh, to the Copa America uh, in summer. So he's stayed, he stayed fit. He's come back, played the last couple of games uh, in pre-season for us. Uh, he missed a penalty last night, <laughs> which wasn't great. 
Um, so he, minus five. <laughs> yeah, minus five. <laughs> yeah. But he won't be. I don't think he'll be on penalties this season. I don't, I don't think. Uh, unless, no Matt, unless, Matt, unless Matt Ritchie's uh, hamstring doesn't clear up. But he's six million, and six million. Like the one thing that about FPL this season for me is it's really, really hard to find value. Mm. Six million for an, a number ten who's going to play every week. He's very, very quick, very creative. He's going to play just behind Joel Linton, the new striker, and they're going to be cemented in the team. They're not going to move all season. Well, I suppose that's the thing. There aren't many options in that area for Newcastle, so exactly, he's going to be yeah. a regular. He's going to play every week. He's, still, he's got a point to prove. Um, it's his first full season in the Premier League. He came for a decent price tag of $25 million. It was about $21 million quid. Um and he's genuinely a decent shout for six million because I looked around at the kind of players, and you can only really get like centre midfield type mm. players similar to Andrea Gomez, um, who are good players, but they don't quite score enough goals for that sort of uh, that sort of level. So six million for me screams a bit of value. So he's in there as kind of a a, a bit of a, a bit of a puncher, punching above his weight kind of thing. Um, and I also went for Isaac Hayden in midfield because he's one of the cheapest <laughs> midfielders you can get, four and a half million. And he'll probably be in the team every week as well. I think I've gone for a little bit of a budget option in midfield as well. And I think he's a player who, it could go either way this one. But with the departure of Eden Hazard at Chelsea, I think Pedro could be in for a really (laughs) strong season at Chelsea. He didn't play much last season. He's 32, isn't he? He's, get, he's getting on, yeah. But I think he's quality. He's and been around for years. He's a good player. He's, been around he's, he's got a player. trophy cabinet that not many can compete with. Yeah. So he got 112 fantasy football league points last season, which is a decent return. But then you look, he only played 1,768 minutes. So he mm. didn't play that much, which works out for every 90 minutes played, he scored about six points for every 90 minutes, which is a good return for a midfielder. And if you look at Mohamed Salah, who is the most selected midfielder, in fantasy football this season, he only gets seven point one six points for every ninety minutes. Yeah, but so he, you could pay him considerably less for a player if I know it's a big if whether he plays week in week out. He's that's playing. He's playing thing, less yeah. ninety minutes. So Salah, you know, will play I don't 90 think he minutes. will next season. I think with Hazard not being there, I think he will play well, a lot more. Well, obviously, I, we I don't know about be, Lampard's choices. I think it's going to be Pulisic, Willian, and a striker though. Yeah, we'll see. I don't think it's going to be. We'll have to wait and see. But you say about Salah that one point every ninety minutes is an extra thirty games a season. It's an extra thirty points a season, Jim. But yes, half the value. What is Salah? Thirteen million quid, something ridiculous like that. It's a crazy amount of money for to put on one player. The other potential choice I think is worth looking at. Judging on the preseason he's had this year, and he looks like he's got magic in his boots. Is Kevin De Bruyne? Who's expensive, yeah. but if he can stay fit for the whole season, got him in. Yeah, then nine, he's gonna have nine and a half million De Bruyne, which is two and a half million less than Sterling. Uh, I know Sterling probably gets you more goals. Mm. Uh, De Bruyne will probably get you as many assists mm. for two and a half million. That's a that's a decent. And consider as well, like usually when people come back from injury, it takes them a little while to get going. He came back from injury in the FA Cup final and won man of the match and scored. So I think that shows like he's. He's ready, he's pumped, he's completely recovered. Yeah, I, so, think, I think he's going to be class this season. And then as well, like I was saying, where you may be trying to save money elsewhere and having that one midfielder who's a bit cheaper, like, you know, your Isaac Hayden or whatever, um, and then your cheaper defender, that's where you reinvest that money that you've saved into the players like De Bruyne, into your Salas. That's where you're going to get your points, the bulk of them anyway. With the Pedro thing, though, if you're looking for a player around that £7 million price, there are only four players around that price point that scored more points last season. Andros Townsend, Wolf Zahar... Anderson, and that's it. Three players that scored more around the six, seven million pound mark. I think that's a decent investment. 
And also you look at the first four games of the season. Chelsea are going to play United away, which is tricky, but then Leicester, Norwich, Southampton, which leads me on to why I've selected a slightly strange and random striker <laughs> as well as my forward line. Oliver Giroud. Right. Wow. <laughs> Jim, you're going to have like so many players that and every week you're going to go, he didn't fucking start at the weekend. And we're going to go, well, we told you, man. He's the riskiest choice of my old team. Only selected Shoot. by 4% of Premier League fantasy There's managers, a reason which for is that. probably for a reason. But... What other options do Chelsea have up front this season? Tammy, Tammy Abraham. Tammy yep. Abraham. And Michi Batshuayi. Yeah. I don't yeah. think either of them will play. And Giroud scored loads of goals in the Europa League last season. Which doesn't count in this game. <laughs> but he sh- it, he, that was only when he was starting. He scored 11 in 14 in the starts he made in the Europa League. Yeah. And it was clear he wasn't fancied by the yeah, previous a, regime. A, a, but against I can see some Lampard random Slovakian team that finished fourth in their division. Not against the t- teams like, like I was saying before, Leicester, but Wolves, take, take Manchester last, right, take United. Manchester United have a stinking defence and Giroud is obviously going to find it harder to score against them than he would have done against some random European team. Yeah, but I still think he has... Pe- look at Take take last season out of the equation. Take how many points he scored. I don't know how many it was. Probably not many. Four. He didn't really play very much. <laughs> season before that, 116 points. Season before that, 156 points. Season before that, 120 points. Season before that, 187 Maybe points. his time has passed, Jim. Starting Maybe that's far more games for Arsenal, down. though. Starting yeah. far more games Yeah, but I Arsenal. think he will start for that Chelsea team. I think he might be the first choice striker. Do you know what? 55 you know what points is, last season. It's a very good point about Giroud coming on to that, his assists, his link-up record. With with Chelsea's mm. wide men, to be fair, Pulisic and Willian and Pedro, for example, he's very good at bringing them into the game. Mm. There might be a few assists with him. And for seven million quid, I mean, it's either you go for a player like Giroud and take a risk or you go for a, a Jimenez, who I'd say is kind of probably around seven million quid and probably is also a bit of a risk for next yeah, season. Jimenez, Jimenez is six and a half. I think, um, are you sure? I think he's 7.5 this year. Jimenez. Oh, sorry. He's 7.5. Is he seven Jimenez is 7.5. So, he was 6.5 last season. That's yeah. why everyone had him. Look at Giroud with 55 points, I think three or four assists last season. So, yeah, like you say, that's a risk. I mean, for an extra 500k, I'm picking Jimenez all day long. But all whether, day again, long. whether he starts or not. Well, OK, on that, on that stretch then, you're talking of someone around that 7 million mark. I've gone for Josh King as my striker from AFC Bournemouth. Yeah. High TSB, 19.4%. Marley's scowling. He doesn't believe that that's a good that pick. T- yeah, yeah, um, the TSB isn't important. You're just going as a lemming no, with what uh, everyone do else know, has done. Do you know no, what no, the bad no, thing is about going as a lemming. I've picked, I've picked majority, apart from Edison, which is understandable, 18% TSB, right? Yeah, so yeah. a lot of people are going to have Edison in your team. A lot of people have got Josh King in their team. That either shows, A, that it's a, a good pick, no, but like, everyone's thinking along the same lines, or <laughs> everyone's going to get the same amount of points as you are. Yeah, so that's, that's the that's, thing. That's like, If people are going to get the same amount of points, you're not going to go up the leagues, because every time King's scores you're like yeah king scored and oh shit seven other people in my eight person league have josh king so when you you need to like, he's, he's everyone's go-to cheap option in their three strikers listen he, he has a, he seven, has a mil, seven million for a striker is a lot yeah. 6.5 really million is. josh king 6.5 million 141 points last season 20 of those are bonus points 12 goals three assists 10 clean sheets and although the season before last, it wasn't that great, 16-17, 16 goals, three assists and nine clean sheets. So as you say, a lot of people have got him in his team, but that would be what I would go for for around that value between six and a half and seven and a half million. Someone's trying to break into the studio. Here. <laughs> Just um, don't put him in your that's, team. That's, that's Olivia Jerusalem. Stop slugging me off. That's Josh King wanting to get wanting to get more credit. And my, my real wild card, um, for, for strikers, obviously you're gonna pick your Kane, pick your Aguero. You need to get your points up. It's, it's as simple Kane. as that. Um, but my other uh, random choice is Mason Greenwood 
4.5 million. Manchester United youngster, only 17. Will he yeah. start many games? But he's in just for the first game. I think he'll start that first game against Chelsea. If I think he'll start. For, if so you're for 4. going 5 by million. team selected by, and you're on about, you know, he's a wild card. He's selected by 13% of well, Greenwood, teams. Greenwood. Yeah, yeah. Because everyone knows he's 4.5 million, which is at least 2 million less than your next sort of cheapest striker. I have got Greenwood in as as it stands. Uh, but actually, during this podcast, I've looked at my my team and I've worked out how I can get him out and get a player in who's gonna um, <coughs> gonna start every week. I think it? having Bizarre, three, he's from Newcastle. Having three strikers that you can have starting every week is a really yeah key thing in fantasy football. You I can s- have a Mason Greenwood, who Solskjaer said might play a few games, but more often than not, he's going to be on the bench or not play. Worst thing in the world is having a player in your team that comes on for five minutes at the end. Yeah. yeah. No I'm just thinking that. of that first game. I think if Lukaku, le- if Lukaku leaves to go to Juventus or Inter or whatever team it might be, which I think looks more and more likely as the minutes and hours tick on, I think Greenwood is obviously bumped up one more in the pecking order. So it's Martial, it's Rashford, it's Greenwood. Um, whether Solskjaer starts him, I don't know. I think he, he might well start him against Chelsea. I think that's the wild card that Solskjaer's thinking about. Um, we'll have to wait and see, of course. But you know, four point five million—that's just purely based on that that first game of the season. That I'm I'll tell you what, of. no, I think you've done a really good job of supporting the argument that you made earlier that you know nothing about fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> Those two picks, <laughs> so well done. I can't wait till ne- this time next year when I'm wandering into the office in my eighty quid Portsmouth replica shirt that I've spent the hundred quid voucher on from classic football shirts <laughs> to make myself look all nice and snazzy. Go on, Marley, hit us up. What are you going for? No, so uh, I mean, originally I did agree with the Greenwood thing. But I'm just not sure about his game time. I'm I'm seeing a lot of one point scores from from him coming off the bench for the last five minutes. Um, so my strikers, I've gone for I've gone for Kane because he scores every week pretty much. Uh, he always has a shite August. He's now he's had that weird run where he's not allowed. He doesn't score in mm, August yeah. for the last few seasons. But then he, I think he did last season. Mm. Uh, I think he'll I think he'll he's, he picks himself. Um, at the minute, I've also got Roberto Firmino, but. I don't really want Firmino, but they've got Norwich on the opening day, and I know Liverpool are going to bag four or five against Norwich. I think. The thing about Liverpool's so, front men is, you're never quite sure where those goals are going to come from. Yeah, are they, what, is it going to be Salah? One or two of them's going to score. You're not sure yeah. which one's yeah. going to score. I mean, I, 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 yeah. Firmino for the first part of last season, and he didn't score anything. Then I dropped him, and then he started scoring. Yeah, same. It was like it was one of them where you take him out, and then you're like, oh, for God's sake, he's got three this week. Um, but as I said before, you know, when um, <laughs> I'm thinking of changing it now. I'm thinking it's changing uh, a midfielder to save a little bit of money, which will give me enough uh, cash to put in uh, another Newcastle player. Uh, Joel <laughs> Isn't there a limit to the amount of Newcastle There's three. players? There's three, and I've got two at the minute, so I can have Joel Linton up front. And it's because he's six million, which is cheaper than the likes of, you know, uh, Jota, for example, mm. at, um, at uh, Wolves. And then you go for, you know, players like. Who you who you sort of want to play every week and are gonna be in the team every week, and you know some of the options at like six and a half million are just you know Timu Puki fair enough six and a half million, Dale Feu who's a midfielder, Ashley Barnes who's I can't stand Ashley Barnes he's absolutely shite, um, <laughs> and then you know Charlie Austin six million and he's not even gonna be at Southampton by the end of the season, and then you've got Jolinton who's gonna he's our number nine he's our record signing. He's gonna play every week. He scored last night on his uh, on his first start for the club. He won a penalty uh, in his last game. He's big. He's strong. He's gonna play every week. And so suppose, six million quid is just a 
bit of a bargain. If Newcastle have an average season next season, which we're hoping for, you're probably talking about 50, 60 goals as a team. Yeah. And when you've got one striker, who's a player like Joe Joe Linton, he's either going to be involved in scoring them or potentially, the very little I've seen of him, he's going to be involved in the link-up play. Yeah. Because he's a great big lump. Yeah. Last season, we had Iosi Perez and Rondon and between them, they scored 80% of our goals of the entire season. 80% from two players. Mm. They've both gone. So the two players to replace them, and they are the only ones we've got to replace them, Almiron and Joe Linton. I think Keane's, gonna get Keane's a poor shout At least 70%. But I think I think that's an interesting one. Go on, Ant, wrap it up. Give us the final striking option. So it's interesting that you've all been talking about um, that six million mark and about getting a player that's going to start every week and nobody's mentioned him. And I'm going to go for this guy because I think he's guaranteed... Uh, to get you at least 13 goals You're this season. You're going to say Glenn Murray. If only because that'll bring You're him up to... You're going to say Glenn I'm Murray. I'm not going to say Glenn Murray at all. No. Although he is a bit of a journeyman, like Glenn <laughs> Murray as well. If he gets 13 goals this season, that will mean he's scored 100 and goals for Sheffield United. I'm talking about Billy, Billy Sharp. Sharp. Yeah. Now, he is a bit of a journeyman. He's been around a lot. He has played in the Premier League twice before for Southampton. He had uh, he came up with Southampton, yeah. played, played two games for them, didn't make an impression no. and moved on. But he is the fairy tale, and at six million, it's it's worth a shot. And the thing is, with that, he's guaranteed to start every is he, week. No chance. Is he with, with Musset coming in? Uh, what did spend on Musset? Ten million. Ten million. Ten million. Yeah. Like They're going to fancy him as their main striker next season. Not Billy Sharp. Not Billy Sharp away. will be there. They're signing uh, Ollie McBurney as well from Swansea. Oliver McBurney, yeah, twenty fifteen million pounds to to twenty million pounds. And so. add to that the f- fact that Sheffield United will not score a single goal in the Premier League next season. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's always there's always one team that comes up and. And, and surprises everyone. And it won't be Sheffield United. <laughs> Loves an injury, Billy Sharp, as well. Well, I, that, that's, I, I think it's worth the risk, especially when you're going six million. I, I think, and I think as well, he's going to be. It was his goals that pretty much brought them up last season, and I think he is going to be determined. And the fans will want to see him hit that 100 goals. So he only needs 13 goals to get that. Only so, 13. That's a lot in the Premier League, though. I think it was him and David well, McGoldrick that scored is, their goals last season. Considering this guy is the leading English goal scorer in English football this century. When we talk about scoring 13 goals in the Premier League, a good benchmark of that is a stat that we were talking about in Premier League Daily the other day is that the last West Ham striker to reach <laughs> double figures in the Premier League was Tony Cotty. <laughs> in 1987, uh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Which, which is ridiculous. Well, it also the demonstrates how difficult it is to get to that 13-goal mark, particularly if you're not... In the top 10, if you're talking about, and Sheffield United, I joke about them not scoring the goals, they will be delighted to finish 16th next season. Yeah. Oh, but but I, I honestly think, I think Billy Sharp is going to have a great season. It's going to be possibly his final season as well. I think, does, uh, does he take pens for Sheffield United? You he know? does. Yeah. That, that'll be, you know, that's, that's going to be a large, that's going to be a large. he's not playing. They're going to bring him off the bench and he's <laughs> going to smack in 12 penalties. Uh, well, well Milivojevic scored pretty much all of his goals from penalties last season, didn't he, for Crystal yeah. Palace. Yeah. So I'm just thinking, you know, Billy Sharp, if he's going to get 13 goals, I don't think he will, by the way, um, then most of them will be penalties. We shall see at the end of the season. We yeah, will see. I, I so hope you're wrong. I think there is, there is value with strikers from promoted teams. Um, I don't think Billy Sharp's one of them, to be honest. Um, but if you look at... Um, Wesley from Aston Villa, six million, twenty-two million pound, I think he was. Uh, six million fee on here is, is as cheap as pretty much anyone that's going to play. He's going to play every week. He's a big lad. He's going to play pretty much up front on his own for them. Uh, Grealish behind him, players like that. John McGinn pulling the strings for him. 
the thing is, got... there, there is no guarantee though, because you look at no, players. There's no guarantee. Yeah, no. like like Fred coming in at United, so they spent the fifty fun. million in on him, and he hardly played last season as well comparatively. So I know he's not a striker, but that that's yeah. the thing. You've got no guarantee at this point. You don't know how it's going to start, and also as well. If the first few results of the season don't go well for the club, there's then pressure for them to change and the manager to change the style, which may mean dropping a player, bringing a different so player So you're in. picking Billy Sharp on the basis that it might not go well for Sheffield United at the start. <laughs> and they call him in. Some wise transfers there. Right, thank you, boys. That's it. Pick the bones out of that if you're doing fantasy football this league. Make sure you join our league. Get yourself in with a chance of winning that £100 voucher at Classic Football Shirts. Get you a classic shirt from your team's history. If you want to join our league, then you can do so by entering the league code in Fantasy Premier League AJR338 you can prove to us all we don't know what we're talking about wrapping up on one question because there's always this point of the season in fantasy football there's always an interesting thing going on are you hanging on for a transfer like Wolf Zahar at the moment currently a Palace player I think he's 7.5 million it might be 7 million Seven. if he goes to a big club like Arsenal for example which doesn't look like it's going to happen that suddenly looks like really good mm. value. Is there anyone that's sitting in your team as a sleeper at the moment or that you think should be considered as a sleeper that might go elsewhere and might prove brilliant value? Well, I've got a headache because I've got Harry Maguire in mine and if he goes to City, then I've got to change things around because I've already got three City players in oh, there. Oh, no, well. you allowed four City in that case. If oh, a player transfers into your yeah, team, apparently that's a then you ball. get to have the extra person in well, there. Happy days. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's he's going to United. He's United. He'll be at. Yeah. Um, I don't know, really, Jim. I mean, I've I've literally just probably looked at it as if you know who's going to play those first few games of the season. I I did wait to until Ndombele got transferred to Spurs, and I don't know how good he's going to be in the Premier League. Whether he's going to adapt, but I just re- I really like him as a player. I think he'll so. Have I'm a good kind of season. I this, can't see him being a good fantasy. Well, no, this call. is the thing. See, I'm just kind of. It's one of those picks where I know there's no room for sentiment in fantasy football, but. He's one of those picks where I'm putting in my team in the hope that he proves me right and he has a really good season. Um, whether that translates into fantasy points, I don't know. But Ndombele's in my team and that's kind of along the similar vein to what you were talking about yeah. there. So I hope he does well. But I mean, I, I, I think there could be a really exciting seven days ahead of us with the far, last week of the transfer window. I think we could see some big incomings and equally exciting uh, outgoings as well if you're trying to get rid of some of the dead wood as a supporter. We'll be keeping these fantasy Premier League tips going throughout the season. The Friday show will have tips of who you should be picking for the weekend. So if you are playing fantasy football, make sure you've subscribed to Premier League Daily and we'll be back with the regular Premier League Daily show on Friday, giving you all the latest news from the greatest league in the world. Make sure you follow us at The Sport Social and we'll see you next time. Premier League Daily from Sports Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss an episode. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.